Access to Story podcast. This podcast is aimed at marveling at God's sovereignty in each of our lives as women, at encouraging one another via our stories. My name is Sophie, and today I will be interviewing Saffron. Welcome. Hello, everyone. Welcome, Saffron. Um, can you first of all tell us a little bit, a little bit, sorry, about who you are? Sure. Uh, so I'm Saffron Smith. Um, I am in Kingston right now and I'm married to Tom Smith. Uh, we got married last July um, during lockdown, which was quite exciting. Um, and currently I'm a ministry trainee at Cornerstone Church in Kingston, uh, nearing the second year of my yeah apprenticeship, which is crazy, but that's where I am at the moment. Lovely. Thank you. And um, so obviously we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, your story and how you came to know uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so I would like us to start with um, what your family uh, circumstances are like and what your childhood was like. Sure. So I'm from a family of six. Uh, I have three older sisters, um, which was fun. Um, I guess, yeah, it was fun. Um, Yeah, and a mum and dad. Uh, I grew up and was born in Ipswich. Um, so that's where I was born and bred. I went to school, um, college. Um, yeah, up until I was 18, I lived there. Mm. Um, I'm from a mixed background. So I've got a dad from Iran. Um, my mum's British. Um, so that was quite nice um, growing up with mixed cultural backgrounds. Um, mm. And we tried to observe like a lot of that and protect it in our family, which was really nice. Mm. Yeah. Can you give us an example of things you would do that would be um I don't know from these cultural backgrounds yeah so um we would have a lot of Persian carpets my family love the Persian carpet um so we'd often sit on the floor to eat as well um so my friends would come round in school and we'd have dinner and it would all be laid out nicely on a mat on the floor so everyone would have to sit (laughs) cross-legged um to eat which was I I just thought it was normal um, and then my friends came round and they were like, what? Mm. Um, so, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, nice. nice. That sounds quite relaxed, which sounds lovely. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, did you have any exposure to the gospel as a child or not really? Mm. So my mum is a Christian. And as I, as I was a young child, actually, my three older sisters each uh, trusted in Jesus and I saw that happen hmm. um and I noted it as it even though I was very young there's quite a big age gap um but it was primarily through my mum and my sisters that I I heard about Jesus um hmm. they would read the bible and sing songs to me as a young kid um and they would take me to church so that was primarily where it came from wow okay yeah. and what about your dad what does he believe in or hmm. not believe in yeah, so um, it's tricky. There was, because he's from Iran, it was, mm. uh, he came from a Muslim background. Yeah. Uh, but when he came to the UK, he rejected that faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and since then, as I grew up, I saw him go through various phases of different religions. Mm. Um, things like Buddhism, Hinduism. I remember going to a, a conference when I was a young child with all my family. Um, and it was a Chinese meditation religion. Mm. Uh, following a lady called Ching Hai, um, where they would wear her necklace around their chests. Mm. Um, and it was strange, actually, as a kid, um, seeing the my mum trust in Jesus and have a constant faith, and my dad constantly changing uh, different views. Um, 
but never, yeah, never accepting Christianity. Mm, I see. And uh, what did you think of God as a child as a result <laughs> of that mixed background? Mm. Well, it's nice actually reflecting back on it now mm. um, as a slightly older person um, and as a Christian that the Lord really protected my, I think my even my mind from hearing all these different things mm. uh, that could have affected us all, even my three sisters, um, quite negatively mm. um, and, and different yeah, thoughts and ideas about the world were planted in our minds. But it, it, yeah, amazingly, the Lord deflected mm. them and protected us um but it did it it did affect me growing up I remember um different parts um growing up and hearing things like you're being brainwashed or this is this is your mom's faith and you you'll find out when you grow up that mm. this is all a fake um so I was challenged a lot as a kid um and I remember just yeah shutting myself away crying and <laughs> and just like hating the atmosphere mm. which now I look back on and I see how God has used it but at the time it was hard for a yeah mm. for a young baby christian yes so when would you say uh, if there's a precise date let's yeah. say when would you say you came to understand really what the mm. gospel is when i was six, um I have a very clear memory um, of understanding all of a sudden, very simply, mm. um, that I was a sinner and that I was separate from God mm. uh, and that Jesus was the only way I could come to know God and be his mm. friend again. Uh, I didn't understand all the other things that came with that, but yeah. it was the Holy Spirit opening my eyes as a six-year-old. Um, and I was at my granddad's house Um, and I remember pulling on my mum's clothes saying, I want to become a Christian and follow Jesus. Um, she was overjoyed and uh, we prayed together. Mm. Um, and I actually, it's interesting, I don't remember anything else as a six-year-old or from my childhood that much. Um, but it seems like God has protected that memory mm. um, so that I can yeah, look back at it and know that I'm secure. Wow, that must be quite a precious memory yeah. in your mind as well. Yeah. And um, how was it with your sisters as well? How did your relationship develop after that? Or mm. how did you grow really in your faith yeah. as well? Um, I'm so thankful for them. They mm. were, um, yeah, just in their example. Uh, and it's amazing to see their faith blossom. They trust mm. in Jesus and he mm. uh, he's clearly their rock. And And looking up to that as a young Christian, It, it impacted me a lot um, and I see it as a great blessing uh, from, a, from a mixed parent background to have three sisters that um, pray with me and they check out how I'm doing and am I reading my Bible and um, mm. so uh, yeah that's a great blessing. Mm, lovely, great. Um, so we all know actually if we know you that you have a very special relationship with dance. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about um, where that comes from And what, has that, what that has meant in your life. Yeah, I'd <laughs> love to. Um, so I started dancing when I was about five. Wow. Um, I didn't go to any classes, but my older sisters all were really into hip-hop dancing. <laughs> um, so naturally, as a little kid, I'd come home from school um, and they would say, right, get changed, we're going um, we're gonna to teach you a dance. <laughs> so at first, I don't think I really liked it because I was like forced into it. Um, and we'd have to do shows with my parents and stuff. 
Um, but as I grew older, it became a real a passion. Mm. Um, and it would be quite, a, um, I think, a, a thing that I just did on my own. I didn't go to many other classes and mm. dance with others. But I remember just having a room in the house um, and I would I would just dance. Um, and it would I think it sprouts from my love of music. Um, it feels like I'm embodying the music. Mm. Um, and then it grew. I did it um, as an A-level and then I... Uh, took it to university but there like at, at one point I remember coming to um, a point in my life where I was thinking okay I want to pursue dance but I also want to share the gospel and I genuinely thought those two don't go together mm. so dance is maybe it's becoming an idol in my life so I need to lay it down mm. um, and that was really like a, a big thing for me mm. um, because I didn't want it to to hinder my relationship with God, and I knew that the world had twisted dance and made it something into yeah into something that was perverse. Mm. Um, so I was challenged as a teenager of what what am I going to do? Mm. So I remember just saying, okay, I'm going to lay it down. Like really upset, really yeah, finding it difficult, but saying, God, you you have to come first, um, and I'm going to lay it down, but. Praise the Lord, he raised it back up um, while I was in Southeast Asia. The most, yeah, unexpected of things. Um, and yeah, and since then he's shown me how to use it for his glory. Mm. Um, it's still a tightrope of, yeah, being careful. and uh, But it's amazing to be able to reflect his creativity mm. um, through it. Lovely. And I don't know if you can give us an example, but... Um, Is there maybe a show that you've done or, or a specific dance that you've done where you feel that would really reflect that? Or mm. I don't know, um, you can describe that a little yeah. bit. <laughs> sure, It's, it is a difficult thing to articulate. Mm. Um, but at university, for example, um, we were given a very broad spec uh, to do a dance based on, it was an exam, mm. based on just something political, something that was yeah present in the media and things like that. Um, and I remember thinking, oh, like, how can I use this? Um, yeah, to to point people to Christianity or even mm. just be a witness. Um, and it's such a hard crowd because, pe like, you feel like you're just an odd, you're, you're an alien yes. uh, in this performing field. Um, and I remember um, coming across a release international magazine and it was all about persecuted Christians And I was so moved by that because I was reading stories of Christians in the other side of the world standing for the gospel in, yeah, yeah, and they might be killed for that. Mm. Um, so I ended up doing a piece about um, the persecution of Christians um, and it meant a lot to, yeah, for me to be able to use that, but also for the teacher and my, my peers to see um, the importance of it and stuff. So, yeah, wow. praise the Lord. That's really interesting and I think it's really important for all of us to see how even our passions or our, our skills that might feel like very far away from the gospel, mm -hmm. actually everything is related to the gospel and to yep. God and that's, that's amazing to hear that. Um, I wonder, looking back a little bit at your family situation, um, how your relationship with your dad was, mm -hmm. especially after your you turned to Jesus and became a Christian. Yeah. Yeah. It has 
been very up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, praise the Lord that he he was okay with me going to church. Uh, I I did a year mission trip abroad and um and was wondering and kind of scared about uh, what he would say, but he seemed just completely fine and favorable. Mm. Um, and he, um, looking back now, um, I see how the Lord has used him to strengthen my relationship with Jesus mm. uh, because I would be challenged. Like, why do you, how can you believe in a God of love when he flooded the world? And, and just constant questions like that. Mm. Um, and as a, a Christian, I would get so angry inside and I'd be like, like, I don't know what, like there's so many things I can't answer mm. and it would cause me to cry out to the Lord and, and recognize, um, yeah, who I am. And I also had to figure out like, why do I believe this? Mm. Um, so yeah, growing up and being challenged by someone so often, um, cause yeah really does strengthen your faith and it's like when the church is persecuted the church grows yeah. and even though at the time it's painful um you look back and you're like ah oh, like god strengthened my my faith through a person who doesn't believe in him um so yeah he mm. works all things out yes he sure does um that's that's really interesting how someone who's maybe a little bit antagonistic can really push you to mm. explore and actually know exactly what you believe. Well, yeah, yeah, know exactly what you believe really. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's the same when you look at apologetics and you try to mm. find defense for the faith. Exactly, really. Yeah. Great. Okay. Um, right. And so you are now in Cornerstone, obviously. So yep. you've somehow made it from Ipswich to Kingston. How did that happen? Um, so I never wanted to come to university. That was not the plan. Um, but I was in China, um, actually, and I, uh, was experiencing just different, um, missionaries, uh, out there and, um, living with them and, and seeing life and stuff. Um, and they said to me, um, a university degree is so valuable, um, in this kind of context, uh, because you're you're allowed to work there um and so that caused me to think okay am I being stubborn just rejecting university but at the same time I'm not really interested in anything that is worth doing a degree for Mm. but then I realized working in a university in China that there's so many opportunities to share the gospel with students when you're alongside them rather than over them so I thought okay why not uh let's get a loan and go to university um so then while I was in China I remember looking for courses that do dance which is very sparse Mm. um especially that allow urban styles not just ballet um so Kingston popped up as a very diverse course um with lots of styles so I just went for it um and then found Cornerstone wow amazing so and now we have you with us Mm -hmm. um great okay um now obviously the last year has been quite something um for all of us and uh, we've all had different experiences now you started working for cornerstone two years ago as you were saying how did this two years go and especially how was it throughout uh lockdown last year Hmm. well um yeah, the Lord has taught me a lot about 
him and myself mm. in the last two years. Um, and I see it as a real privilege to have two years of your life being able to uh, really dig into scripture um, mm. and be taught and maybe broken down first and then retaught like how how we can teach the Bible and expound mm. it um, faithfully to other people. Um, so that has been such a blessing doing Call Hill and, and workshop mm. um, and also the opportunity to meet with people and share the gospel, um, especially people that have never, never heard of Jesus. Mm. Um, and the first year was, yeah, was great for that because I was able to go into the university um, and meet people outside it and talk to them and invite them to stuff. And then uh, there's some, uh, yeah, amazing stories of God, like bringing people into my life through that. Um, and then the second year happened. Nice. Um, and it, it was difficult. I had to spend six years, uh, six years, hopefully not, six months in Bracknell, um, away from Cornerstone. Uh, and it felt really odd. And I was wondering what was going on. <laughs> why? Mm. Why? In yeah. Yeah. It was a lot. It was hard. Mm. Um, but I understand that he had to take me away from all of the busyness and duties to just still my mind mm. and remind me that I only need him and I don't need to try and busy myself up to prove myself. Mm. So yeah, that was, it was useful, but I missed church in Cornerstone and Kingston. Um, so the second year since then uh, has gone very fast. Mm. Um, and I've been able to be involved in lo lots of different ministries that I wouldn't have probably if there was no lockdown. Um, and met people too that I wouldn't have without lockdown. Um, so praise the Lord for that. Yes, definitely. And um, were there any challenges in this year for you in lockdown, especially, I know you got married as well uh, in yeah. that year. So yeah. uh, what were the changes and the challenges in that? Mm. Well, uh, our original marriage day uh, was cancelled. So, and then a house we were gonna we were going to get Uh, also fell through within like the space of a week or something mm. um so there was a a lot going on and it really did challenge us um and our dependence on Jesus and actually showed me that I was depending on myself for a lot of it mm. um and then throughout yeah the six months in Bracknell I also recognized my um my proneness to be selfish and sin and um <laughs> yeah a lot of that which is exhausting Mm. Um, but he has shown me that he's supreme over all of that um, and, and how much I just need him. Mm. Um, so, yeah, he knows, yeah, what it was used for. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, lastly, um, if there was any uh, advice you would give to maybe younger Christians, um, what would you say to them? Hmm. Um, I... I think the most impactful thing for me or piece of advice actually came from uh, Paul Washer. I was watching a, a sermon um, and he said, put your life at Christ's disposal every day um, because that's the only thing that's going to matter on mm. your deathbed. Did, did I use my life uh, for Christ and was it at his disposal? Um, and that was a massive challenge for me and something mm. that um, each day I battle with. Um, and so that would be yeah a piece of advice I would pass on to others. 
um, and praying every day. Um, Lord, what do you want me to do today? Who do you want me to speak to? What do you want me to say? Where do you want me to go? Um, that is, yeah, it's wonderful to see what God can do with with you when you are willing. Um, so, yeah. Great. Thank you so much, Saffron, for sharing your story with us. Uh, it was great to have you today. Um, that's all for this episode of Sister Stories, everyone. Uh, but we'll see you again next time. Bye.